so so we're live again let's play the intro shall we So, we're live again. <laughs> I love that song, by the way. I gotta put the Hendrix one up soon. Because that's a good song, too. So, I mean, of course, it's a Jimi Hendrix song. Um, today's episode, we're talking... I know usually in the show I talk about comic books. Usually I start the show with a rant. I love that song too. I'm a voodoo child. <laughs> Cause I'm a voodoo child. <laughs> so. Today's episode. I know I, it's going to be about shadow people. Is pretty much what I'm going to be saying. Sorry I had to pop my knuckle on my thumb. Um, the phenomenon of shadow people. What is so fascinating about it? And I always found the supernatural fascinating, even though you know I'm a skeptic when it comes to the supernatural. But I kind of find a new thing interesting. I mean, I know it kind of makes no sense being a skeptic and against the super against people who say they encountered supernatural things, but I kind of learned to believe in it because I mean, you know, I am a non-denominational Christian, and in the Bible, it has things that is supernatural aspects to it. I mean, I believe in giants, so. <laughs> And I believe in the unidentified flying objects known as UFOs, so... You have to find something fascinating about it itself. Shadow people, also known as shadow figures, or shadow being, or black mass, is like a humanoid living figure that comes... Into people's rooms, houses, environments. 
And it's become a really fascinating subject. A lot of people have encountered it from saying they've seen ghosts, which is like a shadow figure going through. The thing is, it's a fascinating thing, and it causes... It also... People who have sleep paralysis and the stage of hallucinations, which their stage hallucination in a movie called The Nightmare, where shadow beings are mentioned several times. Sleep paralysis, if you don't know, I, I actually had a encounter about with sleep paralysis once, which scared the hell out of me. Uh, which I never had it again. I just sort of chalked it up as a nightmare or something. People who have encountered these things have encountered shadow figures. I, I'm one of those people that I have to see it. I want to see it. You know. Just to know if it's real. And I do believe people who have encountered with shadow figures, shadow beings, or whatever they call it, they, you know, you can't really deny it. They must have seen something. They must have encountered something. It's kind of like when I look at people who encountered aliens or UFOs. When you see videos of it, you sort of look at it and you're like, I I can't say it's you know fake because it's in the video, it's in the photograph. I mean, you can easily, easily, easily tell which one is a fake video and which one's a real one. <coughs> so, I really want to read all of these encounters people had. Um, but beforehand... I have to talk about one thing that goes back to my first episode. If you see, you know, heard the first episode, Mini, I had a cat before. He sometimes look up at the ceiling and start howling. You, one thing I found out is that people say that they, some experts say that cats, dogs, and babies see ghosts. I've I've heard that. <laughs> I I can't um, explain that one. So, I do I believe that I do believe it. I mean, that's why people had. That's why Egyptians had cats because they could see like into the. You know, they worship cats, believing that cats could see the unknown. <laughs> I guess you would say. It's kind of fascinating how Egyptians worshipped cats. Like, they have a lot of cat statues. And, of course, you know, somewhere... Ancient alien dudes going like, It's aliens! (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyway, um... I did the first episode of the show. Many many episodes ago I talked about ghost stories and I talked about Six Flags 
St. Louis being haunted, and I heard people, I heard from people who worked at the park tell me stories about their encounter. I don't believe in these stuff before, but then I started to believe when I saw three shadow people. Oh, shit. I, I know you told me that one. That is like the, um, that story freaks me out myself. I was just like, kind of freaked out. Usually if someone wakes me up, like, at night, I'm usually in a fight or flight mode. <laughs> where I'm just like, you know. Because it's like when you're asleep, you're in a vulnerable state. Your your body is recharging. It's recovering from t- the day's activities and stuff. And you, <clears throat> you're in a vulnerable state and you have like three shadow beings show up knowing that you're in a vulnerable state they can attack or whatever uh anyway I when I did the first episode like once the show started picking up steam I got a message from someone who heard the first episode of the ghosts and stuff and this person worked at Six Flags Over Texas and did vlogs, did videos of, you know, telling the story of it. I I am one of those people, it's like I it's like I didn't expect a message because I didn't check Twitter because I had like a crazy fucking person threaten to sue. <laughs> <laughs> Over the Suicide Squad episode. (laughs) Ah, shit. That's a funny one. But anyway, they were telling me the story of their park that they, they go to. The Six Flags over Texas in Arlington, Texas. I never been to Six Flags over Texas. I watched this YouTuber called, uh, called Savage Mister, who I highly recommend his videos. Uh, I know he didn't reach out to me to plug his channel and stuff, but and his Patreon and stuff. But I highly recommend it. I really love his videos. He's a funny dude. He reminds me of Adam DeWoo from his YouTube channel and show. I highly recommend it. He does a lot of cool videos of Six Flags. Uh, he did storm chasing videos. He's a very funny, outgoing person. And I would say this. If I met him, I'd probably be friends with this dude. Because he's a very funny guy. And I highly recommend his YouTube channel. Check it out. Savage Mister. Uh, if you have Patreon. You know, support him on Patreon. He has t-shirts. I'm going to buy one of his shirts one of these days just to support his channel because I really like his channel. He's a funny dude. He takes a lot of awesome videos of uh, Six Flags over Texas. He even brought up the ghost story called Annie on Fright Fest video he did, uh, which we will talk about in this episode, but... uh, There's a lot of stories, a lot of accidents, a lot of incidences at Six Flags over Texas... I don't think now it's haunted. Maybe. I don't know. But 
the people at Six Flags Over Texas, I'm sure they take care of their park. They don't have any accidents. Right now, nowadays, they are very highly safety cautious. It's like the time when um, Six Flags here in the Show Me State, uh, when the boomerang ride acted up, they shut that ride down for a year. And they officially reopened it. It's going great. I think they fixed all the kinks and things in it. But, uh, anyway, you can use my story if you want. I'm going to. I, again, highly recommend his channel, Savage Mr. It's a fun channel. Watch it. It actually inspires me to do a, uh, YouTube channel. A Six Flags travel channel. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh check his channel out it's awesome there's one video i love which is the fright fest one it is funny fun entertaining this dude in a white truck takes up two parking spaces that's all i can say watch his channel <laughs> watch his video it is funny anyway to the history of six flags over texas it only takes a tri- it only took a trip 1959 trip to Disneyland for te- for Texas real estate developer Angus G. Wayne Jr. And, oh, this is where he decides to build the Six Flags Park. I want to get to the ghost ones. Ah, the ghosts of Six Flags. Annie. Annie's creepy. <laughs> Just with a name like Annie, you know shit's up. <laughs> Uh, the person told me with the video, the ghosts and stuff, that Annie is someone that lives in a room above a restaurant and she will look out the window and watch people. But seriously, with a name like Annie, shit's up. Annie, of course, is in, <clears throat> in, a, in a place as long as, long as Six Flags history... Is fair, and its fair share of deaths, unsurprisingly, that a spirit or two may call the park home. Just for that writing of it, calling the park home, I don't want to go. <laughs> While par- paranormal activity is isolated and sporadic, one spirit, popularly known, properly, ugh, popular known as Anna, Annie, you should change that, popular. So one spirit popular known as Annie is said to haunt the Texas park. Occupying a yellow house near the Texas giant. I seen that ride on uh, Savage Mister. I want to ride that ride. Texas giant. It's like a huge fucking ride. And it goes like 70, almost 80 miles per hour. I just want to... But I think they changed it. It's like the new Texas Giant. They added like new things to it. So, haunts <laughs> Yellow House near the Texas Giant roller coaster entrance. The spirit is of a young girl. Why is it always a ghost of a young kid? Why can't it be an old lady or something? Why does it always have to be the ghost of a little girl? Why can't it just be like an old lady? Like, get off my ride. You know, why can't it just be that? Why does it have to be a young kid? 
believed to have passed in the 1900s, is said to be friendly, mischievous spirit. How do they know she's friendly and mischievous? <clears throat> you can be describing any kid that goes to the park. <clears throat> Sorry for sounding like this. My my neighbor cut the grass, and uh, yeah. That's pretty much... I I want to say, first off, I'm sorry that I clear my throat and cough because I have grass allergies. My neighbor cut his grass, and I hate my neighbor for that. <laughs> so I, I have grass allergies, and I don't like it. <clears throat> she keeps a low profile and doesn't generally interfere with the park's guests. She's known to flicker the lights of the house off and on. And will appear sometimes to guests on a dark, the dark uh, mine train ride. A harmless guest and a friendly spook. She's said to have passed by the Texas giant and seen Annie's house. For sure to take a picture and say hello to the delightful young specter. No, I won't do that. <clears throat> Mm-mm, no. No, no, no. Alright, uh, let's see. They talk about, like, um, other haunted places, such as River Legacy Park. And, uh, <clears throat> let's see. So, anyway, I'm gonna type in the, uh, Shadow People thing. I know people on Reddit told me to check out their stories and stuff, but, uh, one listener of the show has encountered three shadow people. So, that is creepy. <laughs> Would you imagine, like, waking up and see three shadow people? I'd wake up and be like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. And also, it's going to rain today, so... Yippee. <laughs> I'm happy it's going to rain, so we need it. It's been dry and humid and stuff, so it's been kind of a dry, hot day. So, how's everyone doing? Is everybody good? Oh. <clears throat> uh, one of them's Grant from Ghost Hunters. I don't want to read that dude's stuff. <laughs> Have you ever watched, like, Ghost Hunters? I, I've watched it. The only ghost story of their show, I believe, is the South Park one. <laughs> anyway, alrighty, let's get to it. Oh, this one's about hospital people. Have you ever encountered shadow... Is it true that sh shadow people sightings are common in the hospital workplace? I, I tell you this one, I have never... I've been to the hospital... We're good. Excited about your show. Thank you. I, you know, I've been to the hospital more times than I can count. 
I have never seen a shadow person. Of course, I don't work in a hospital, and I probably would never want to work in one. Because it is a it is a sad place. One person wrote, I worked in an old hospital for years. Unfortunately, never had my own experiences. Got some story from my co-workers, though. The skilled nursing unit used to be used to be for pediatric pediatrics. From time to time, patients would have complained about kids being too loud. The staff would never tell them there are no kids on the entire floor. <clears throat> skilled was used for skilled was used for elderly patients recovering from surgery. They would tr- just try to appease the patients by saying they would take care of it. Another co-worker came from the children's hospital in the next town. She said she has several instances instances of shadow people caught on camera. Yeah, that's that's creepy. I seen one video where the dude goes in the basement as like a shadow person. I just love his reaction to it because that'd probably be me if I ever had to like see that. Um, I mean, I will tell you, like, I did have encounters of like creepy things, like gang stalking from neighbors that were crazy, to one time hearing noises from the woods. And seeing kids walk into the woods and not come back out. Which is weird. I don't know why, but... It is... It is creepy. I've... I never liked the woods to begin with, so I... Try to avoid it. So... I've never... You know, kind of seen that. Uh, here's another one. Well, not exactly shadow people. When I was still a student nurse, we were having our on duty at the old hospital. One of the staff nurses asked me to check her room if the bed was made because there was an admission and a, the housekeeping personnel didn't inform her if they made the room ready for occupants. When I got to the when I got to when I got there, sorry, I was reading like the other line. <laughs> I was surprised because the room was already occupied, and the patients asked me to check his blood pressure, and I even checked the his IVs. Then I went back to the nurse and I told her the room was occupied. She looked at me like I was making a bad joke. When we got to the room again to check it, my surprise. It was freaking empty. I wish you just used the word. It was fucking empty. <laughs> the nurse told me th- that I was played, and there was common occurrences, especially when it's when it's at night. This has gotten more into like hospital creepy stories. I'm sorry about that. Do should I continue it or stop? Because this is kind of interesting. Like I, the hospital creepy stories and my co-host my co-host is here how you doing Lola you woke up from your nap so there is so called shadow people and they are likely they are a likely creepy phenomenon no kidding let's see 
my co-host is wanting to play with the wires, so bear with me. You know, you're not playing with the wires. Hi, Lola. <laughs> No, you're not playing with the wires. Leave them alone, cat. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yes, it's quite real. Our line of work, we stand stand where the patients cross over and sometimes cross back. So the shadow people and other paranormal encounters are very common. Ow, don't bite me. And it doesn't. It also doesn't help that that the night shift are brutal, and lack of sleep can make anyone hallucinate. But to be honest, I find the various. I find the varies with teams you work with. Most of my team I work with don't encounter shadow people unless they are one night call on call night call. Sorry, on night call. As in, you sleep in the doctor's room when a patient is violently ill in the middle of the night, the nurse will wake up, wake you up. The middle of the night, the nurse will wake you up. Even then, I tend to chalk it up as lack of sleep. This person is kind of a skeptic and kind of reasonable at the same time, but... There was once when I was responding to a met which is a medical emergency team call where a patient had crossed over and we couldn't bring him back. And there was this dark blob beside me. I felt I felt confusion and sadness coming from it. Sorry, I lost my space where I'm at. Alright. After the team left, I made a loop back and went and went in a while, a while. Sorry, went in a while. The nurses were doing the last office, removing jewelry, cleaning up wounds, and saw that that dark blob was still there, and told him nicely that his time on Earth was done. After after it has, after it has recovered, he should move on. A full minute of silence was among among the nurses before the blob disappeared. Feeling confused and sadness disappeared with it. Of course, I explained to myself explained to myself to the nurses later. The newer ones freaked out, while the older ones were a lot more understanding. That's kind of sad. I would hate that job. You know that? Lola, will you stop attacking the wires? Go attack a sock or something. <laughs> Sorry. I also had the great honor to work with the great team. We share our encounters. Most patients see something in their final days waiting for them. It usually takes a form of a deceased relative or a familiar face 
Though I've heard shadow people, been seen too. I like to think sometimes, I like to think it's someone from the other side coming to help them through a difficult time. There is, there have also been times I've seen shadows in the corner and my eyes, um, of my eyes entering the room, someone who is preparing to move on, but I think it's part of the process. Disclaimer, I have taken reasonable steps to remove patients' identify, identifications and medical information because of HIPAA. For those who don't know, HIPAA is like a something you cannot reveal private medical information and other stuff because it violates their patients' rights and stuff. Um, yeah, so... I was at the hospital while in university with a sudden illness. My boyfriend dumped me, and on top of this, I have sorry, I have had a mystery illness, which has later been dis- properly diagnosed. Hundred miles from home and nobody on my side, I was scared and in excruciating pain, without a comfort of a familiar face. Why are we always scared of the supernatural stuff? I mean, maybe they can be friends. Uh, I think a lot of people are scared of it because, like, they could be either a demon. You know, because I think usually people always put up their guard and are afraid, like, could be a demon or an evil entity or something causing harm. I think that's why a lot of people are kind of scared of it. And, I mean, there is good reasons of it. But also, you know, people are usually scared of dying, which is a normal thing to be scared of. Mysterious illness, 100 miles... Oh, read that one. Sorry, I accidentally clicked it. I don't know why I clicked it. I was waiting for a nurse to come back, and... A nurse to, you know, sign me in for the first couple of morphines and watched her bustling about. At one point, she looked at me and froze solid, then came back to my bedside. When, I asked, when she asked me if I had a male relative die lately, I told her my grandfather died a couple years prior. She told me that when... When she passed by, she saw a tall, dark, a tall, broad, dark figure of a man standing over me. I didn't know rather to be scared or relieved. If it was Pop there with me that night, I, I am grateful he came to my bedside. Came to my, you know, beside, of his, beside me with his pirate nickname for me. But I'm so afraid. If there's something else, though, there's something sinister. Well, God help me. Never saw any paranormal activity. Been working for 15 years at a hospital. Well, that person's blunt and honest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't work in a hospital. But I do skilled nursing facilities. I've seen one thing. 
and it was quietly it was quite possibly a shadow figure. Well, I was walking down the hall around a corner, and I saw something around the corner just behind me, just behind and to the side of me. I worked, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't work in a nursing home, but I've been to a nursing home as a kid. I practically grew up in one, like I mentioned in a episode, not episode eight, but one of the episodes. I think it was the uh, it was the George Reeves one where I talked about briefly about it. My parents worked in a nursing home. Um, there's been like one time there was like rumors of a ghost haunting a nursing home, and I was one of those people that I just thought it was so fake. And I remember, I remember a woman named Sadie, who was a friend of my mom once said about it, it was like, ah, oh, they're just full of shit. <laughs> because the ghost, they say the ghost is like a half of a man, and all you saw was like the legs walking, and it was like the stupidest thing. <laughs> looking back on it, it was like creepy, but looking at it now, I mean, looking back at it, it's cr- uh, stupid, but looking at it back then, it was kind of scary. So it was stupid. It was a stupid thing, so... Um, I like these hospital stories. They're very creepy and weird. Do 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 do. Uh, have you? What's your experience with shadow people? Paranormal Reddit. Do 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 do. Ah. I used to see the hat man. Oh, the hat man. That was that is a good one by the way. Question mark. Hmm? I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Uh, let's see. The hat man one is like the the weird one cuz it's like people claim to uh, see a shadow figure, which is a hat man, which wears a top hat. Kind of weird, but, you know. Um, this person wrote, I used to see the hat man when I was a child. I, it, was always, it always happened when I am alone. When I was alone. In the same spot of the house. By the time I got to middle school, middle school age, it stopped. And I never saw him again. When my son was around four, he told me he saw some saw a man wearing a hat. Sometimes, oh, sometimes. I told him I used to see him too. And it made him feel better. He never mentioned it again. Now he's 11. He saw the hat man a few nights ago when he stayed up by himself. I didn't remember, I didn't remember telling him. I didn't remember telling me that he was younger. He's little freaked. He's a little freaked out. Sorry, he's a little freaked out. Not sure what it means. I should do. Should I do anything? What could I do anyway? It's just weird. Okay, dude. <laughs> just let your kid freak out. 
I see shadow people. Oh, I used to see shadow people all the time. Majority of oh, sorry, I'm reading the response. Oh, this one's pretty interesting. I recall a dream I had when I was outside during the night. And I see the shadow cat. <laughs> it's my cat, by the way. I see its shadow. Yeah, I read about the hat man. Yeah, it was kind of... I've read about those... Um, I remember there's a YouTube channel I used to watch all the time. My grandma... Oh, this one's from a listener. My grandma used to scare my cousins with the hat man story. It was wrong. I mean, she told them if you do, if you do this, if you do this, or that he comes and takes you all, take you all with him. <laughs> kind of sounds like a story. Kind of sounds like a story my aunt would say. <laughs> Lola, I told you not to play with the wires. They're good at playing hide-and-seek. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I, a lot of people... Ow! A lot of people always say, like, the shadow people would hide-and-seek. <laughs> my mother... My mother's house is pretty thick with them. Although darker than... than black, threatening kind. I think... That they, they are family members waiting for her. She's a hundred. She turned a hundred and four on July fifth. I'd never been bothered by them, and she would always attack them. And my cat is messing with my keyboard. Sorry. I'll be right back. I gotta go get something to drink. <laughs> my bottle of water just tastes weird. Of course, I have a sports bottle and I didn't put fresh water in it so I'll be right back. I'm gonna play a song real quick.
Alright, I'm back. <laughs> I got... Got chocolate milk, so... <laughs> so, anyway... <sighs> Is there any ups update stories of the Six Flags St. Louis ghosts? Um... The same. I mean, I've recently heard, like, a storage unit is, like, haunted. <laughs> um, which is interesting. Like, a person who used to work in storage. Yummy. <laughs> Chocolate milk? Yep. It's, uh, muscle milk. So. I like three different versions of of it. I have, uh, I like the knockout chocolate. <laughs> I also have the banana milk. So, anyway, it's pretty good. No, Lola, you can't have some. Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> so anyway um, can you tell more stories about the haunting the Six Flags yeah, yeah I'll talk about it why not <laughs> do you have stories of Six Flags I do have stories <laughs> um I did tell the one on Instagram about the crazy family member high at the park. <laughs> Let's see. You know, I... The thing about it is, like, I don't really like talking about this story one a lot because it's kind of sad. Because she recently, what I heard from my sister, she got beat up with a baseball bat. And I feel bad. I be I feel really bad for her because she didn't really deserve it. And it's pretty fucked up. So I feel horrible for her. I mean, even though back then she was an asshole, but you know, you don't. You know, people don't deserve it. So, Lola, I do not want to look up French toast. Okay. <laughs> so uh, there's like one story when I was a kid I wanted to ride Batman the ride and it's kind of funny though because it's like you know when I was younger I wanted to ride it because it was just like it's Batman it's the big thing you know and the follow you know the one time I snuck on the ride and I was like too short to ride it so I ended up riding it and it kind of freaked me out <laughs> it's like now I could ride Batman the ride because as an adult I rode it once and I reached that point in my life where I just don't want to do it <laughs> I don't want to ride it because it's like 
it twists and turns and, you know, there's a barrel roll and, you know, you kind of, you know, you realize at the point where, you know, you're like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> you realize you're too old to ride rides like that. Um, I mean, I'm not old, but I'm not like old, old, but you realize you're body isn't designed to go through barrel rolls and a loop, you know, a giant loop, and uh, you just realize you're not built for that. <laughs> uh, my favorite ride when I was a kid, I loved Scooby-Doo. That was like my favorite, favorite ride. I know someone made a video of Scooby-Doo ride before it got tore down, and it was really fun to watch, and kind of made me cry because it's like I've been on that ride a thousand and one times even I was too old <laughs> but it was fucking fun it was a fun ride I, I like the new Justice League ride they put in there but it's just it doesn't have aww <laughs> I've been on the Justice League ride and it just doesn't feel the same it doesn't it's like I I love DC Comics, and I love everything about it, but it's just like, it's not Scooby-Doo, you know, and even though I tried to shoot at Wonder Woman, <laughs> I couldn't get any higher points, but it's just, it's not the same, it's not the same fun ride. So it's, it sucks that, you know, Six Flags St. Louis, they took down, you know, all the family-friendly rides and try to be the coaster capital of Missouri. But it's just not, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I did try to shoot Wonder Woman. Uh, let's see, the... Did you check out the new Hurricane Harbor ride that they put in? No, I didn't go this year. Um, next year, I'm going to be going, and next year I'll be doing videos, you know, going through the park and stuff. Um, I don't. I never really liked Hurricane. You're my dream man. Aw, you're my dream woman. I never, I, I never go to Hurricane Harbor. Because <laughs> I've never been to Hurricane Harbor. Um, it's, I don't know what it is. I, I guess because, like, I don't know what it is, why I never went. Because when I was younger, I went. I went on all the slides, you know. And I know they replaced... I know they tore down the three big slides I went on. Back-to-back uh, -back when I was a kid. My back regretted it. Because <laughs> it hurt the following couple of days. Because they never put enough water in there for some reason. And I always ended up with a wedgie. So between that and my back, it, I was just like, I'm not getting on those again. Um, <laughs> I... 
just never was big in water parks. I love water rides. I love Log Flume, the Tsunami Soaker, and Tidal Wave. Um, I just never liked water park ride, the water rides and so water park and stuff. So, um, there is a story that I did mention: the dude who encountered the warehouse. I'm trying to find his story. I know he told me about it. I couldn't remember off the top of my head, so. Ah, here it is. Hi. Um, I know you talked about the stories of the park. Some of the stories that you probably were told by people are BS, but I'm here to tell you the honest truth. I worked in the park. For many years, uh, St. Louis is not only Six Flags. St. Louis is not only the most haunted theme parks in North America, but is also one of the safest parks. Which is true, by the way. I did mention that when they, me too, <laughs> when they, when I mentioned that the boomerang ride acted up, they shut that ride down for a year because they didn't want no other fatal accidents and stuff. In almost forty years, we have. We have been opened. There has only been two fatal accidents. The last one happened 20 years ago. That is not saying that people didn't didn't have to die. Didn't people haven't died? Sorry, people haven't died. You can have a heart attack anywhere. We always do safety checks on people if they encounter something, which is true. My mom once passed out due to heat exhaustion, and they were they treated her perfectly and they even like when we went back to the park a couple days later or so they the guards the security guards and the workers were came up to her and just asking how is she doing how are you doing if you need anything we got plenty of water we have everything that and they they were great people six flags so you know I know I talk about these ghost stories and, you know, the first episode. The people at the park are just wonderful people. They're very welcoming, kind, wholesome people. So, uh, we do our maintenance safety checks. The operators are very trained, are trained well. Almost, almost all of us are very serious about safety. Especially if you're putting your trust in us on rides. The safety rules are very strict, and guests have to follow them, even though the guests give us grief about the rules. We don't make the rules to annoy people. We make the rules to make sure everyone is safe. The use of cameras and cell phones on rides are not allowed, and we are very strict about it, which is true, by the way. I didn't take a ride. I took a photo of the, you know... Of the view and stuff, and I got a lot of grief for it, but, um, but it was a damn good photo, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't like going under the rides at night because it is a jungle. Under some of the rides, 
And especially wearing a Pepe Le Pew costume is not fun. <laughs> Wait, that was the dude who was a Pepe Le Pew? Oh, man, I... I tried to get a photo with you, dude. You were mean. You just walked off. Anyway. <laughs> Have you ever tried... I, I tried to get a photo with Pepe Le Pew... And he was mean, even though I got a hug from Daffy Duck. That cheered me up, by the way. So I got a hug from Daffy. So <laughs> It was a very awkward hug. <laughs> even though Taz walked off. so He was kind of a jerk. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to read that one because it was very... The person was very sincere about it and stuff. About, you know, stuff, yeah. Uh, let's see. Are you going to Fright Fest? No. <laughs> Uh, Halloween, I don't know what I'm doing. I might watch horror movies. I might do a podcast. <laughs> when I was a kid, I got an awkward hug from Tweety Bird. <laughs> I did... Uh, do you know... It's a funny one. Do you know the wrestling signature, Too Sweet, where it's like you put your middle and right... You know, your middle and third finger on your thumb, and you give like a... And all you have is like the pinky and index finger up. You know, the too sweet sign. I one time got a too sweet... Uh, I gave a Tweety Bird too sweet. <laughs> Which was funny. Here, hold on. Let me find the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that symbol, yeah. <laughs> I gave Tweety Bird the too sweet, which was pretty fun, because, I'll tell you, my cousin was dressed as Tweety Bird. My cousin Ashley was dressed as Tweety Bird. She sent me a text, and we just did the too sweet, <laughs> which was funny, so that's kind of how it happened, and it was funny as heck, so... <laughs> Because all I heard was like this muffle. Josh! Josh! And I looked and it was like Tweety Bird and she put up the two sweet and we... <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the funny Six Flags story of my life, which is funny. Um, I'll read this one. This was the story. I ended up trying to tell the story and I ended up butchering it. Which was the Six Flags Haunted... You know... I love how they put it like Six Flags Over Mid-America. Which is not the... <clears throat> so, um... They end up doing a paranormal investigation. In... August of 2009. I wish they would do like an updated one. <laughs> yeah, it was the funniest thing. She was like... You know... 
she told me like afterwards like there was a dude dressed as Batman and the dude like complained because he didn't like putting on the costume and stuff and she was like oh my cousin would do it for free <laughs> and I seen the costume it was kind of like the um, new 52 look I didn't like it I don't know I, I don't mind I don't mind the new 52 but it just was awful Except the Court of Owls, which was like the best part of it. Um, anyway, August 2009. I wish they would do like a 10-year update. I'm writing this 2013 and 14. Okay, depending on which year you're writing it. Uh, I attended this series of investigations. All of our footage was lost along with my footage of the Mystique Manor and the St. Vincent investigation because my computer containing these files crashed. I reclo- re- uh, relocated my original master tapes and other sources. This inv- these investigations investigated inside Six Flags Empire Theater, Wardrobe Building, the Transfer House, the Haunted House, and the Palace Theater. I've been in the Palace Theater, and I've been in the uh, I've been in the Palace Theater. I've been in the Empire Theater. Uh, I think it was like a while back, like. Many moons ago. But I've been in the Palace Theater. Multiple times I ended up buying like tickets to like concerts and stuff. And I've seen horrible shows. Really horrible, horrible shows. It's nothing against the performers. But it's just like, shit, they were horrible. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, they're, they're high school kids. Give them a break. It's like, no, no. You're supposed to get this craft right. You're supposed to be performing not, you know, acting like a bunch of buffoons on stage. But it was just, they were horrible, horrible, horrible. Anyway, chocolate milk's pretty good. Uh, let's see, the pa- anyway, I was talking about the Palace Theater. I one time seen, like, the, uh, the last show I ever saw in the Palace Theater was the uh, nativity story because it was Christmas in the park, holiday in the park. And I got to see a camel. A living, breathing, moving camel. <laughs> and I like the smirky faces. Uh, this camel, it was the funniest, I gotta tell the story because it is like the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. This camel walked into the Palace Theater strutting like, I own this shit. I own this show. I am the star performer. And <laughs> it was the most amazing thing to see the ca- see a live, breathing camel in person. And throughout this show, this camel's walking. All of a sudden, this dude goes, Hump day! <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> and it was like the funniest thing hearing that, and I'm just sitting there trying not to laugh because I, if I laugh, it would be disrespectful to the performers, and the performers who were performing were doing an amazing job. They, I mean, they even with that, oh, <laughs> it was. 
<laughs> and I, I'm trying not to laugh because I don't want to disrespect the reformers because they one dude like hit a high note and I didn't want to be disrespectful but the palace theater is like the oldest theater and you could tell when you sit down the benches will kill you because you're sitting there and it's like no cushion seats it's like really I spent a lot of money to come here you couldn't put cushions on the seats but anyway uh, it's a really nice theater um I don't know. I really don't know. I remember one time I seen like a magician perform. And he's like, I hear something. I hear voices. It's like, you're the only one talking on stage. <laughs> but, uh, he was a jerk though. I He wanted an assistant on the, um, assist, you know, a kid to help him with perform a trick, and I was, like, raising my hand, and he saw me, he's like, not you, um, <laughs> the kid behind you, I was like, you, I wanted to flip him off, I was just like, you piece of shit, <laughs> and he was like, I'll give you, and he was, like, talking to his kids, like, I have these rings, and including after the performance, I have an autographed photo, and it's just like, I wouldn't want your fucking photo, you piece of shit (laughs) anyway I didn't care got to see Bugs Bunny though that was fun so anyway uh, this the fields of the east of the amusement park this perhaps is the largest scale of ghost hunt I have ever been involved with we had more many more investigations to participate thus able to cover more locations yeah, that, oh, that happened to me, too. <laughs> I know, right? Don't you hate magicians who are, like, egotistical individuals? And it's like, you're not even... You're not even like the other magicians. You're not... Um, who is the one dude that made the Statue of Liberty disappear? And I never forgave him for that one. David Copperfield, I think it was? I guess, I don't know. Anyway, um... Thus, we covered more lo- uh, more locations. All of us, all with a reputation of being haunted. Clip number one is recorded by Greg. I don't know who Greg is. In the pa- uh, Palace Theater lobby, I've been in that. Um, I have to find a photo of it. I don't think it's haunted because I walked in there and it's like if it's cold, the air conditioning is most likely on, and that shit place is cold. The verse the. Uh, the first voice is a female investigator saying, Okay, here is what you can do following the female EVP. A voice is saying, Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing my reenactment, by the way. So, Before Greg speaks at the end of the clip, No one heard this voice at the time it was being recorded. I've been in the Palace Theater. I I purchased tickets to concerts. I got to see my favorite band, Need to Breathe, perform. Uh, I never heard anyone say, stop it, stop it, unless a kid is being a dick. Then the parents probably had the right to yell, stop it, stop it. 
Um, unless, <laughs> unless it's my spirit trying to stop my family from seeing a stupid musical show and stop it, stop it. <laughs> Have you ever been to like one of those like mu- musical shows and you had to hear a song that you just hated? I mean, nothing tops the one where I got to see Bugs Bunny saying jump, Van Halen's jump. I mean, that was the greatest experience of my life to see. Bugs fucking Bunny singing jump by Van Halen. That was amazing. It was an amazing show. I gave it five stars. Just for that song. They should do like a Bugs Bunny cover song. Of like all great songs. Have Bugs Bunny voice actors sing every good song. Including from Van Halen's Jump to Rob Zombie's Never Gonna Stop. (laughs) I know it's crazy to say that but. And also put in Elmer Fudd's song Grilled Cheese. That was a great song. (laughs) Uh, Second clip is captured on the Mine Train Transfer House. Ah, Mine Train. Why is it always a Mine Train? It's like Six Flags Over Texas said it's haunted. The Mine Train's haunted. Then this Mine Train's haunted. What is everyone haunting the Mine Train? Leave the Mine Train alone. Leave it alone. Let it be itself. Anyway, um, the voice recorder was left running, unattended, in the voice activation mode, in it, voice activation mode, it captured a single female EVP, which can be heard saying, she's in here. By the way, that's not, that, that's not the voice, that's just me being, third clip is recorded by Ken, also in the transfer house during an EVP session. A male EVP is captured in the haunted house, which is once the transfer house of the old mine train. <clears throat> I... I, t- I I think I did post a video where it was like the old mine train or the car you know the old mine train stuff looks like it's going to rain any second because clouds are darkened which is creepy clip 5 Greg captures his EVP saying Betty in the Bugs Bunny National Outdoor Park I thought when I first read that it said like Betty and Bugs Bunny's voice I think like shit that would that would have been that would have been amazing. There is no one present named Betty. Oh well, ain't that creepier. I never like when I look at these like stories and stuff, I don't know whether to believe them or not because it's like Z V P voices. It's like anyone can really doctor them and mess with them. To make it sound like you wanted to say. I like this one. I Clip 7. This is the weirdest of the EVP ever recorded in the Empire Theater. The faint voices in the background. An investigation 
that are the investigators speaking. The EVP voice, a loud male voice, is speaking in unrecognizable gibberish. I'll confess that was me. <laughs> that was me there. I was speaking gibberish, trying to like reach you know, someone out there. That was me, by the way, the gibberish. This one, this one cracks me up. Clip 9. Two separate locations. In the fields of the stench of death. Or as I call it, my bathroom. <laughs> after... <laughs> after... <clears throat> after my co-host uses the bathroom in there, uses her litter box in the bathroom, it does become the stench of death. I I cleaned out her litter box and I was like gagging for air. I never imagined a kitten would be so smelly. I mean, I was just like gagging like Yeah. (laughs) I uh, I love that cat dearly. She's my daughter. But she is, she stinks. Like, she is just like, good lord. I have never imagined a cat would just be that awful. Using a litter box. I mean, I mean, my my one cat, Cooper, may he rest in peace. I bought, like, every freaking litter box that would block odor and smell. And it would, when I bring it home... He will look at it and be like, that is a challenge to beat. And he would go into the litter box after I fill it up with the new litter, use it, and he beat it. He would go to the bathroom and he would just walk away strutting and all of a sudden you got this big puff of bad odor. And it just stunk. I don't know what the hell that cat ate, but man, he just, he would just stink up a litter box like no one's business. (laughs) Sorry, I had to tell that story, but it's just, it's the truth. It's a true story. They're bringing NCIS back for another season? Oh, God. I didn't understand the last NCIS episode. Ah. Today's searches. Try searching for. I don't know why my cat uses my computer. Like dinner recipes, funny cat videos, jobs hiring near me, dog breeds, how to make French toast. I don't want any of those. <laughs> I'm happy where I'm at. And I know my dogs, so. Anyway. Doo, doo, doo. Night terrors. I seen this one documentary. I gotta talk about this one. I seen this documentary last night. Uh, after I watched my niece perform the national anthem, I I watched part of the ball game and it you know, 
I just mainly watched my niece to do the national anthem and all that, but um, I put on this documentary. I heard, I heard like people talking about this documentary, and it's called the uh, Nightmare, and it only made a hundred bucks at the box office. <laughs> That's sun- Sundance. Uh, this movie is called The Nightmare, and it is a very creepy documentary. And it's about people who are suffering from sleep paralysis, and the phenomenon where people find themselves temporarily unable to move, speak, or react to anything while they are falling asleep or awakening. Occasionally, the sleep paralysis will be accompanied by physical experiences of halluc- or hallucinations that potentially are terrifying the individual. Rodney Asher, the director, interviews each participant, then recreates their experience with professional actors. I've seen this, and it is like a creepy documentary. I It's on Netflix... If you have Netflix, I recommend it. It is a very creepy, creepy documentary. Especially the beginning. The beginning, if I remember correctly, it's about this dude talking about when he was a kid. And he, his mom gave him a bath and he's like waiting in the living room. And the news is on there. And he talks about how the news reporter reporting the news is like talking directly to him. Which is like creepy. And ever since then seeing that, I have not watched the news in a while. That just was like freaky. Because, you know, like the way things are, you don't know what can happen now. I especially don't want Chris Como talking to me. I mean, that dude's scary as shit, but... You know... Especially when he looks at the camera like a deer in headlights. You're just like... Back the fuck off, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, It is just like... And the documentary is... A really good one. It's they don't talk to like medical professionals or scientists or doctors. They talk to people to have them explain it. And the thing is, I know there are always the skeptical minds when it comes to sleep paralysis or shadow people encounter. But the thing is, you can't have a medical doctor explain every single thing. That happens in the world. And you can't have scientists always explaining every single thing that happens in the world. You know, you can't have the answers to everything in life. Or the phenomenon going on around us in the world. There's always going to be the unexplainable thing. And it's like, for example, conspiracy theories. I know conspiracy theories now is taboo. And you're... You get thumb your nose, you know, people thumb their nose down at you about talking about conspiracy theories and stuff. 
you know, the thing is, people always want questions. There's always going to be questions asked about what's going on around us. What's going on in the world. What is happening. You can't always have the answers to things. I believe in some conspiracy theories. I do believe in the shadow people phenomenon. The sleep paralysis is something that you really can't explain because it's something happening to the human body. When it comes to ghosts, there's people who believe. I do believe people have been abducted by aliens or something because you can't really explain it. You can't have people saying this person obviously hallucinated and saw something. And it's like the human, their mind and eyes seen it. You can't call them a liar because they've seen it or encountered it. You can't just say that. Like the listener who talked about the three shadow people. I believe her. I know her very well. And you can't really... I can't say she didn't encounter it. I believe she did encounter it. She's not a liar. I believe her. And I do believe she encountered three entities. When it comes to sleep paralysis, I did experience it once. And it was a very creepy, vulnerable feeling to have. Because you can't talk, you can't move your body, you know. And it's a very creepy thing. Some people who said they have encountered sleep paralysis leads to alien abductions possibility of encountering alien abductions. Do I believe people had that? I think so. There's always the creepy feeling of the alien abductions. I want to talk about that in an episode coming up on my new show, Mysteries, Inc., I think it would be a great one. So, I there's a fun fact. I actually did write an alien abduction script, and I did study a lot of alien abductions. A uh, God, what is it called? The uh, hypnosis therapy, which is a very scary thing to watch. I watched a lot of scary hypnosis videos, and it is a very disturbing thing to watch because people who have those really have something going on internally with them as you watch and it's like seeing a dude who all of a sudden break down in tears crying, screaming in agony is a very scary thing to watch a grown a grown 30, 40 year old man suffering from that. It is a very scary, terrifying thing. I th- I know that I am a skeptic when it comes to some things, especially Bigfoot. <laughs> Even though I had debates with my older sister about Bigfoot, <laughs> which led to like sometimes going 5 days without talking <laughs> to each other. And we end up hanging out, acting like nothing happened. 
it is a funny thing. I do not believe there is a Bigfoot called the Yahoo. And by the way, tomorrow, Mountain Monsters is coming back, y'all. I cannot wait for that shit. I, I cannot wait. Tomorrow's show, we'll be rewatching a Mountain Monsters episode, which is like my favorite one. And there is no Bigfoot called the Goatman or the Midnight Whistler. Um, <laughs> or <laughs> the um, sheep squatch, which has deadly piss. Um, <laughs> or the Mothman, which the Mothman is like one of those fascinating ones, by the way. It is not a Bigfoot. Or the Kentucky Hillhound, or... <laughs> Smirky face. Sheep Squatch, or the Shadow Creature, which is something weird. Or Wild Bill's Bear Beast, or the Death Cat of Cherokee County. Or the Snag... Snagglegaster. <laughs> You got you probably ran out of name for that one. The cave creature, Hogzilla, the bloodless howler. That is my favorite one, by the way. The Grassman's Revengeance. That is a good episode, by the way. I I watched that one. That is my favorite one because Buck gets knocked the fuck out by a Grassman. So. <laughs> I love this one, like the Bigfoot edition. It's like nothing but Bigfoot titles. But the... Uh, the Secrets of the Dark Forest one, that was a good season. That was a very intense season. Because they dealt with the Rogue Team Rising, uh, Entering the Dark Forest, the Black Wolf, the... You know, the Huckleberry's Predator, which was like... You know, you freaked out and you're like, there's an invisible Bigfoot. <laughs> the Three Rings of North and the Secrets of the Little Girl and the Blood Skull. I mean, there's some... That was a very intense episode. I couldn't believe they had to take a year... They had to take like a full year off then coming back now, which kind of pissed me off. Because I needed to know what happened. They ended on a cliffhanger. Buck went with the, uh, the, the one guy. He... You know, he left with the one dude who's wearing a skull mask. And you're like, what happened? <laughs> and it didn't explain, so. I can't wait for the mountain monsters and stuff. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. I'm happy they moved to Travel Channel because I have cable and I couldn't get Destination America, so. That bugged me. <laughs> Do you watch Ghost Adventures? No, I don't. <laughs> I I never I haven't watched Ghost. I watched. I'll take it back. I did watch Ghost Adventures, but I have. I watched the documentary that the Zach dude made. The Zach dude. <laughs> That's a new one. I don't know his name, so I know him as Zach. So. 
he made a documentary. Um, I forget what the title of the documentary was, but it was a really good documentary. It was a very creepy, eerie documentary. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't watched. I watched it once, and it just kind of freaked me out a bit. So I ended up like watching it once and never rewatching it. Um, uh, since then, I haven't watched. I haven't watched a lot of Ghost Adventures because it always ended up always being. They investigate a house, and it always, always ends up with prostitutes, spirits of prostitutes. I mean, they even investigated a haunted strip club. It's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, why is it like every ghost they hunt for, or venture for, always comes up with either woman of the night, a prostitute, or a hooker? One of the three. And I don't know why. It always has to be either a haunted prostitute. You know, it just always bugged the shit out of me. Because it's just like, it, what is this? Ghost Adventures or Haunted Hookers Investigation? What is it? You know, it just always bugged me. One show I wish would come back to, uh, come back to Travel Channel's Bert the Conqueror. I don't know if anyone ever watched it. It's a good show. Uh, I know they brought back Man vs. Food, and I still don't know how the hell either one of those guys are still alive. I, I mean, I didn't say anything bad or mean, but it's just like, if you eat a giant fucking burger, how can you still move? <laughs> how, how are you, how are you alive? I just, I don't, I, I, I can't understand it. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever watched Man vs. Food? It's like he. Um, I remember. I, I don't. I'm asking the listeners if they ever watched it. It's like this dude. One like one episode, he ate like a giant like eight. I think it was like eight pound fucking burger. And it's like a giant like. Big Mac is pretty much what it is. And he had a root beer. The only thing that looked good was the fries. <laughs> Which is like the only thing that looked good. The burger is just like, no. It's just like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> if it was a chicken sandwich, then by all means, I'd eat it. But no, I don't want to eat a giant damn burger. Yeah, it's just And the stupid thing about it is like they did like Man vs. Food Nation and it's like it's like you have all these stupid people wanting to compete to eat every every food and now they move like Man vs. Food to the cooking channel which annoys me because it's like what am I going to watch now? <laughs> it's just it's like, how am I supposed to mock this person for eating that much food? Like, they had, they did one in St. Louis. Um, 
I think like a while back. And I had to find it. It's like the stupidest thing they ever did. And I've been to St. Louis. I've never seen this challenge. Where is it? The stupid challenge. They went to the Ozarks, which which is in Jasper, Arkansas. And I've been to the Ozarks, and it's not fun. Especially the drive. My ass about fell asleep in the seat. <laughs> Where is it? Damn, I can't find it. One in South Carolina he did was a two pound cheeseburger with grilled cheese in the middle challenge. And it's like, you are gross. <laughs> ah, here it is. St. <laughs> Smirky face. St. Louis. A 29-inch pizza challenge. A Colossus 29-inch four-topping pizza. Who the hell would eat that? I mean, I eat pizza. I love pizza. But I would not want to eat a 29-inch big-ass pizza. I like my stomach, thank you. It's just a stupid thing. I know I'm off the track here about shadow people and all that, but it's my show. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about random things. <coughs> so. This is a good chocolate milk. It's a protein shake. I didn't even know that. Hmm. Meow. <laughs> Where there's like one challenge they did, which is like I hmm. Hmm. Has plenty of calcium, vitamins, minerals for strong bones and muscles. Build up lean muscle builds me- lean muscles and recovers after exercise. I did push-ups before the show, so I'm good. Fuel up for success. Recover faster. Build. Be stronger and recover. (laughs) Powerful protein. And chocolate milk. Oh, this one's an old message. I agree. The episode (laughs) you talked about. The siblings married. Gross as F. Gross as fuck. <laughs> I agree. That was a 
that is like the, I love the I gotta read the article again. I it's been a while since I read it. I've been reading a lot of things. I love the the story. Uh, the funny I didn't like the story because it's gross. But I love the um, <laughs> comment the brother made, which kind of made me throw up a bit. <laughs> oh, I just hate it. it. Made me throw up, especially the photo of them kissing. It's like, <clears throat> if I had to like choose either cleaning out my co-host's litter box or look at that photo, I would rather clean out the litter box than anything. And, and the thing is, I like to know. Who are the five judges? There was five judges and it became to a five to four ruling. But here it is. The, I am surprised that it made it into the news. But the dude says, quote, Why am I allowed to bang my cousin but not my sister? It just... Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just like I I wish they had like a full unedited audio of this dude talking, where he's just like saying quote I, I imagine in his mind he wanted to say this quote Why am I Allowed to bang my cousin, but not my sister. It just doesn't make any sense. Damn it, I want to bang my sister. I imagine that's how he wanted to say it. Laughing <laughs> emoji face. <laughs> yeah, and the people always mock the South. You know. But it's like, this is in New Jersey. I mean, for God's sakes, it's in New Jersey. They had a fucking Snooky. And I didn't even know what a Snooky was until I had to look it up. And a Snooky is a small, short, round person who's now skinny. You know, and you can't make fun of people in the South. I mean, like, if I... I will say this. I bet if one day someone from New Jersey tries to pick a fight with person of the South to be like, well, you know, we don't live in a state where they allow siblings to marry. And one dude talking about he wanted to bang his sister. See? You can't you can't argue with people in the South. <laughs> you know? It's just... It is, like, messed up. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's official the dude is officially sister screwing <laughs> yep 
I like this story, this article. This story, this story fascinated the shit out of me. And I'm one of those people you can't fascinate, but this story fascinated me. You ready for this one? Surgeons remove more than 500 teeth from a boy in India. Seven-year-old boy had long complained about having a swollen, aching jaw. Surgeons in 7th Dental College and Hospital in China, India operated and found 526 teeth crammed into his mouth, inside his mouth, sorry, inside his mouth. The boy had a well-defined mess and extracted from his jaw, which weighed about 7 ounces and contained hundreds of miniature teeth. Once it was removed, the medical team took 5 hours to search through and count all of them. Damn. Would you imagine that? Like having 526 teeth. And there's a photo of it. It's just like, holy. Damn. It was... One described as like a pearls in an oyster. One doctor said the hospital statement did not release the child's name. That's a good thing. He was discharged after three days of recovery. 526 teeth. 526 teeth. That is just, that is just like fascinating. That is like fascinating. I mean, I'm glad the boy is fine. I'm glad the you know he isn't having an aching jaw, no swelling. I'm glad the medical team. I'm glad everything went great because you know surgery to remove a tumor which had like 526 teeth, and it's like each took each. Oh, sorry, each tooth, which varied to the size of one. Millimeter to fifteen millimeter, displayed the crown to cover covered by emerald and with a root-like structure, according to a hospital statement. I'm just like fascinated with this. Five hundred twenty-six teeth inside this kid's mouth. Yeah. I think sharks have, what, like 3,000 teeth, I think? Hold on, let me take a look. How many teeth does a shark have? I don't know. I, I think they have like what? Th- I think sharks have what over? I forget. I think three thousand. I forget. Anyway, 
the Nidia, uh, sorry, the Indian Express reported, New Indian Express, though there was no problem with the growth, in the growth of the other teeth of the boy, the growth mole teeth is permanently affected, the molar teeth permanently affected, he has to require new molar implants when he turns, turning 16. The procedure did not require jaw reconstruction, thank God. That's a good thing to hear. Surgeon said the liaison known as the compound I can't even pronounce that one. Anyway, they had to like he has to get new molar teeth when he's 16. Uh, he did not need jaw reconstruction. Thank God. My grandmother had to go through that and that is terrifying. So... Ah, this one's a funny story. Alligator caught after a wild week in the Chicago park. And the fo- they show a photo of him. He's like smiling. Like, <laughs> got away with it. Sorry, I'm just like looking for an article to read. <clears throat> Mysteries of Julian Assange's cat. I think relatives taking care of it. I don't know. Cannabis 101, the University of Connecticut, is going to be teaching about cannabis, which is marijuana. (laughs) That's good to know. I might go to University of Connecticut just to learn that. Holy cow, here's one that's fascinating. Vandal steal at the head of an 800-year-old mummy in Ireland. I love when you do that. <laughs> Vandals broke into the historic church in Dublin and stole the head of an 800-year-old mummy nicknamed a Crusader. <clears throat> the grim discovery was made by a guide at St. Micah's Church when getting ready to open the site to the public according to the Statement of the Church of Ireland. Ireland. In addition of the Crusader, several other corpses were damaged, including that of a of a nun dating back to four hundred years. When they broke the vault, it was big, heavy steel doors, and it was broken open one of the coffins, according to. A Dublin person named David Pyrepoint. That is a weird name. Pyrepoint. 
What is your name? David Pyrepoint. Parts of the contents of the coffin has been dragged out. Yeah, this reminds me of the story. Let me get to <clears throat> a story. Hold on. Hold your horses. I am George. Sorry. H.W. Hold on, I'm still typing. <clears throat> this reminds me of the story. Reading that one reminds me of the story when George H.W. Bush was sort of involved with the... I wouldn't say sort of, but he was, he was a member of the uh, Skull and Bones, which is a secret society. Um... And he was like one of the names that was involved in the stealing of Geronimo's skull. And a lot of people, including still to this day, believe <clears throat> that Geronimo's skull is still with the Temple of the Skull and Bones. And a lot of people still to this day believe it. <clears throat> and they don't know if they'll ever get the skull back. The skull and bones, of course, say we do not know of this rumor hearsay and we do not have the skull of Geronimo. Do I... Do I believe it? I absolutely do. <laughs> I believe that conspiracy. I, I... You can't deny it that they did something. <clears throat> because, you know, you have George H.W. Bush's name, and you have the Bush's name involved, and they are some shady people. And, uh, you, you know, you can't help but think about the possibilities of it. Anyway, back to the story. Uh, the crusader's head has been stolen. A reward has been placed out for the head. And hopefully they'll find the guy who... Or the guy or the people involved. Yeah. Stealing that skull. Um, there is, you know, I, I will say this, the... The skull and bones thing is creepy to look at, look into, because it's like so, it's a thing that I will say this, the skull and bones is, organization's kind of like the scariest thing to skull and bones, skull and crossbones, or whatever they call it. Um... 
is a very scary thing to look at, the skull and bones thing. They did a movie um, called The Skulls, which is a good movie, by the way. So, if you ever want to watch it, it's, it's a good movie. I highly recommend it. It stars uh, Paul Walker in it, so... They are very scary people, because it's like, in 2004, the election, which I remember clearly, which was like a no-win situation <laughs> election. I know a lot of people say it's the 2016, but let me tell you, 2004 was not a no-win situation. You had John Kerry, and you had George Bush, and they were both members of the Skull and Bones organization. But you didn't know that, I bet. You know, there's been many people who's been uh, named in it. George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush. Uh, Central Intelligence, the mother of Central Intelligence. James Jesus Agleton. Henry Simmons. St sorry, Steinman. Sorry. Robert Lovecraft, uh, Lovett, sorry, Lovett, John Kerry, Frank W. Smith, the founder of FedEx, I knew that place was shady as shit, <laughs> Stephen A. Schwartzman, the founder of Blackstone Group, who was also the chairman of Barack Obama's Council of F Economics advisor and Harry Stanley, the co-founder of Morgan Stanley. So, there's been a lot of people that's been in it, which has been creepy. George W. Bush talked about it in his autobiography. When, in my senior year, I joined the Skull and Bones, a secret society, so secret I can't tell anyone. When I asked, when asked if I meant that he and Bush, John Kerry, was asked about it, Kerry said, not much, because it's a secret. William Howard Taft was a member of it. Yeah. One name that doesn't appear is the Roosevelts, because they were good people, in my opinion. I might do a upcoming Mysteries Inc. episode on my other channel, uh, not channel, show, about Skull and Bones, because it is a very fascinating thing, especially the Bush family. They are very weird, shady creepy people. The Good Shepherd film also brings in the Skull and Bones where the protagonist becomes a member of it and it, while studying at Yale. So, anyway. I'm wrapping up the show today. I know it's been a very awkward, weird strange episode to talk about. There's like random things I talked about. But it was fun. It's always fun to talk about things. 
Anyway, um, I mentioned at the beginning of, I think it was the beginning of the show, sort of middle, whatever, parts of the show, uh, about Savage Mister uh, on YouTube. Check his channel out. A lot of fun videos. It was amazing. Oh, thank you, love. Uh, check out Savage Mister's channel. Um, he's a cool dude. Very friendly guy. If you ever comment on commented on his videos, he'll respond. I did. I talked about that. I really enjoy his channel. He's a cool dude. So uh, subscribe to his channel. He's trying to get to six thousand subscribers, and I don't know how he doesn't not have more subscribers. I think he people who put a lot of work and time and their channels kind of deserve recognition and other stuff. I, he, de- he deserves more than 6,000 subscribers. So, that's the end of the show. I'm closing my laptop. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all tomorrow. I don't know what I'm talking about tomorrow, so... Uh, yeah. I guess... I guess the theory of the, uh... Possibilities of real-life superheroes. I guess it's the one thing I always wanted to talk about. So, see you all tomorrow. Adios. Bye. And, uh, also one thing's coming in today is... Storm's coming! Yeah, we're going to have rain. Yes. Bye.